You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's Monday. It is the new edition of the Outside Podcast on the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. Season opener tips off tomorrow night. Sixers at Boston. She's going to be a good one. I'm just saying. Dave Early is always here with me. Dave, uh, we're here. We we made it. <laughs> we're here. The preseason's over. We made it. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, no more preseason. Plenty of baseball and football, too. Yeah, big, big ups, big ups to the Phillies for making the National League Championship Series, which also kicks off on Tuesday, which also kicks off Tuesday. Uh, Quite the quite the split in time here between the Philly fan bases. Jesus. Before the season opener, we thought we would get a bit of the landscape of the Atlantic Division, the division that the Sixers are in. There are four other teams that we need to discuss and Dave and I are going to go off and give our thoughts about each of them using handy dandy odds and tools provided by FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, It's the sportsbook that I use, uh, use whatever you want. Also gamble responsibly. So Dave, let's start here. Boston Celtics, who the Sixers play tomorrow night. They're over under is 53 and a half. They are plus 140 to win the division, and they are minus 4,500 to make the playoff. I think them making the playoffs is a lock. I I think that's accurate, right? There's no scenario where the Celtics don't make the playoffs. Carve it in stone. Plus 140 to win the division, that's where I'm just like, eh, not so much. Um, Yeah, I guess that's not quite as much of a lock, right? I don't think so. And then also that number, 53 and a half, I think that's high. I think that not having your head coach all year long, I think that's one thing. And then Robert Williams is opting to get surgery. So he's going to be out for a considerable amount of time. So you're asking, I don't know how old he is, but Al Horford to come in and play meaningful regular season minutes when you kind of want to save him come playoff time. Like, 53 and a half, I don't see it, especially since, you know, there's not a whole lot of easy wins in the Eastern Conference anymore. I mean, they're your teams like uh, Indiana, where you're probably not going to have too much trouble with them. But for the rest of the conference, I, I think the East is really good. Like, I don't think that Boston is going to have, you know, 55, 56 wins. If you're asking me what to bet because I'm a degenerate gambler, I would say under, but I would say it's like a slight under 53. I don't know if it'll be much higher than that. I just I just don't know. Like I, I need to see two weeks of Celtics basketball with the coach that they have. Is that that's a fair assessment, right? 
Yeah, I think that's fair to need to see it. Um, that being said, they got the same players. I think those players are probably smart enough to fall into line to the system they used last year. I think the, uh, the coach that will be filling in will be able to run a lot of the same schemes. I mean, one of the keys to it all is, is Al Horford being able to fill in for Robert Williams. And if you're relying on him to understand the adjustments and play some defensive quarterback out there, I like my chances. So uh, I'm looking at the DraftKings lineup right here for the division. They've got Celtics plus 135. Nets right behind them at 185. And then the Sixers are a little bit further behind those two at plus 300. What do you think about that breakdown? So we'll, we'll, get, to, we'll get to Brooklyn next, but real quick, last thing I want to touch on with the Celtics. There's, a, there's some rumblings about um, Grant Williams starting at center and then just like playing small, like really, really small. I, I think that might work for a little bit, but I don't think that's what you want to roll out there every night, especially on opening night when you're playing the Sixers. Like, I don't know how sustainable that is. So the, the Celtics need Robert Williams back like quickly, I think, because I think you can only rely on Horford for so long. I mean, they were really good when he was out of the lineup last year. Obviously they were better with him being healthy, but I thought that they got some really good pr production around him. And I think that when he came back, he was clearly not at full strength, often limping. And they almost won the championship. So I think they could, they could cobble it together. I do think that presents a pretty scary lineup. If you put Williams at the five, um, the idea of them getting bludgeoned by a guy like Joel Embiid will certainly scare Celtics fans, but you're not going to encounter Embiid all the time. I mean, maybe if he were to play a Valachunas, um, that could Maybe. go poorly, but you know, if you're matching up against the Nets, and I think there's a lot of teams out there who would have to adjust to what you're doing, especially if Tatum is playing at the MVP level. Some people think he could get to this season and Jalen Brown playing like an all-star. Is there a member of the Celtics team where it's just like, all right, if player X takes a little bit of a leap, maybe Boston can get over 53 and a half. Because I, I, guess if you... I, I went up and down that roster and I can't really come up with a name. You wouldn't need a leap, but you would need health for Malcolm Brogdon, and I think they could do it. Yeah, I, I think that's what it's really going to come down to. Like, is Malcolm Brogdon going to be able to play 55, 60 games? If he can, then yeah, maybe Boston hits that over and maybe gets to like 56, 57 wins. But if Brogdon doesn't play and if he's hurt and he doesn't play for considerable amounts of time, I, I don't like Boston. I don't like Boston at that number. I think there's still a little bit of hype around the Celtics, given the fact that they went to the NBA finals the way they did. I, it was just, it's kind of a weird season last year. I, I don't know. Maybe some of that hype carryover is going into the season. Maybe you think. Yeah. I mean, the, I look at it two ways. One, they were the best team in the East pretty clearly to me Two, If Chris Middleton was healthy, they wouldn't have won that series. If, Ben Simmons was healthy. They might have had a lot of trouble in the first round. They almost dropped game one to the Nets. So we could be looking at them pretty differently. Obviously, if the NBA didn't overrule an obviously good Max Struess three, maybe Jimmy Butler goes to the rack and gets them a win rather than settles for three. Yep. There were a lot of ways they did not emerge from the East. All that being said, I do think they were the team to beat. And I think the given the age of their superstars, they probably will expect to get a little bit better. The other guy who may not need to take a leap, but if he could just regress, Derek White, he's shot 36, 37% from three at times in his career, 
only 30.6% from three as a Celtic. Yeah. That well in the finals and Golden State made him pay for that. So if he could get back to just being kind of fine, uh, that's another way that they could easily get to 54 wins because he's a really good defensive player. The Celtics definitely have a size problem. And I, I feel like, you know, they'll go out there or they'll try to like, I don't know if he's available, but like DeMarcus Cousins on some ridiculous like vet minimum or like bringing Dwight Howard or something if he's a free agent. But like the Celtics have a serious size hole without the time lord. They'll never bring back Enos Freedom. How many times have been, they've been down that road? Like, I think they're done <laughs> with Ennis Freedom at this point. Well, they uh, probably would if he wasn't always saying things that make people uncomfortable, right? Probably. Uh, speaking of players that say things that make people feel uncomfortable, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, um, <laughs> nice, over, nice segue. That's what I do here. I'm all about the transitions. Brooklyn Nets, 51 and a half over, is the number. Plus 220 to win the division, minus 1800 to make the playoffs. This is another one where I can you can kind of lock in a playoff spot. So, yeah, we'll just move on from there. I don't see without serious injury to both KD and Kyrie, I, I don't see any way that Brooklyn misses the playoffs. Right. Yeah, it's funny when you talk to any NBA fan in my circle, they're always further down on Brooklyn than the betting lines and the sports books right you look at the sports books only the clippers warriors and celtics have a better chance on DraftKings than the nets and those three teams are tied and the nets are right there at plus 700 so vegas likes them some kevin durant kyrie irving and ben simmons and shooters they're less concerned about their perimeter defense as your average nba diehard or casual fan that you know that i wind up talking to the most so right there's definitely a sort of some sort of chasm be interested to check 538. What do they think of them? 538 predictions. So, they're, so 538 is pretty bearish. They've got them winning 48 games this season. See, that's I. That's kind of where I'm landing. I think they are like 40, 45, 45 games. I think they're. I, I think they're in the 45 to 49 range. So, with that, I would be taking the under. Like the Celtics, they have a they have a size problem. And when you're in a conference with Embiid and Giannis and um, listen, laugh if you want to, but listen, Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, those two are going to be a problem if they play together. Hey, there's nothing to laugh about. There's nothing to laugh out there. Brooklyn Nets fans will say, hey, Ben Simmons just shut down Giannis in preseason. (laughs) Sure. We've seen that before. (laughs) Uh, even, Even if like they have to go down and like, play Orlando in like a back-to-back like they've got they got Pablo and friends Wagner those are like scoring forwards right so like there's a serious size problem for for Brooklyn I just don't 45 to 49 seems I about right took to it me. a little far there with Orlando but I guess on a, on a the, like on a second night of a back-to-back all right all right like I think they get I think they would have struggles with Orlando in that kind of a situation. Didn't didn't Kyrie drop 60 on him last time he went there? Maybe, but in, okay, fine. You just I'm trying to make a half decent point and it's <laughs> fine. Just ruin it. That's okay. This is where P I might get in trouble. Toronto Raptors. Their number is 46 and a half. They are plus 850 to win the division and minus 250 to make the playoffs. I can make a case for Toronto uh winning the atlantic and it Hmm. would mean that 
Boston, the coaching situation, it's a little bit more tenable than people thought. Brooklyn, their size problems, their matchup issues with the Raptors because it's basically Fred Van Vliet and four other six, seven plus guys with wingspan. Like that's not easy to score against. And Scotty Barnes kind of making a leap and possibly making an all-star team. I think all of those are potential. I like the value at plus 850. So I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but me being somebody that's looking for value on some of these bets, I, I, like, I like Toronto here. I, I like the over 46 and a half. I like a small unit wager on them to win the Atlantic. Like there's a, there's a universe where this happens. I mean, you should go to our partners and DraftKings where they're plus 1300 to win the Atlantic. 1300. Okay. Yeah. 1300. Yeah. Yeah. I'm it's going, good. I'm, I'm going over to DK. I'm, I'm sorry. That's happening. Go, like go that's, to DK. <laughs> that is great value for a, for a Toronto team. And not to mention like, they're not they're not the worst trade they're not the worst trade machine team like you throw in they're one of the best trade machine teams if they want to if they wanted to part with scotty barnes that puts them in the conversation for guys like kevin durant recently remember just a few weeks ago and then if they don't if they want to build around barnes and you're dealing guys like siakam or og or fred van vliet i was thinking og yeah so OG and draft picks are probably like, that's the move for Toronto. If they are one piece away and I'm trying to figure out what that piece is. I don't know if it's Brad Beal, just because I, I think Washington is foolishly trying for a playoff run when they should be really trying to get that number one pick. Did you see, did you hear anything about OG summer? I have not. I've heard, I've heard things here and there, but nothing comprehensive. It was a TikTok viral video of someone, a reporter asking him what was the funnest thing he did this summer. And he's like, um, I guess I read a book. That's amazing. I she's lo- like, she's like, what book? He goes, I don't remember. I took, I lo- a, I took a nice walk. <laughs> I, I love OG Ananobi. A- OG Ananobi can hang out with me and get a drink hilarious, whenever he wants. Hilarious interview, yeah. But OG and throwing in Thaddeus Young, like that gets you close to 30 million add some draft picks and yeah that's that's a nice piece that they can add yeah more than a piece so i'm now i'm just going to be like on the trade machine like figuring out like who that player is going to be because there's always going to be that one or two superstars where they're just like all right i'm done here i'm over it let's just let me just kick the tire somewhere else having maybe damian lillard wants to be loyal to canada instead of if the if the Raptors get Dame Lillard, I swear <laughs> to God, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna quit. I'm just not gonna watch <laughs> basketball for the rest of the season. Miami, that's that's another one. Uh, I I really want Dame to stay in Portland only because I don't want him in the Eastern Conference unless he's in a Sixers uniform. That's literally the only that's the only that's the only acceptable rationale for Damian Lillard being in the Eastern Conference is if he's in. A Sixers uniform. It'd be really funny if if the we heard reports that the Knicks were ninety percent going to get Lillard, and then he went to the Pacers, which is uh, which is actually unfortunate. You're bringing (laughs) me to the Knicks. They are thirty eight and a half, sixty five plus sixty five hundred 
to win the Atlantic, plus 220 to make the playoffs. Mm. So the way the playoff bets work is that you have to be a one to six seed to win that bet. Uh, other than that, you're looking at like play in bets, and I don't have a number for that, but straight playoff bet. The Knicks as a top six seed, I don't see that happening. I don't see the Knicks winning the Atlantic, barring like catastrophic injuries to all the other four teams. Just no. I do like their number though, at 38 and a half. I think they, with Jalen Brunson, I think they can get to 40. I like the over there. I just heard of this hilarious snippet of an interview. I think it was Brian Windhorst and Tim Bontemps, and they were kind of selling the Knicks and Bontemps. So it's like, I saw the Knicks play the Pistons in the preseason. They're going to be pretty good. I mean, they're not going to win 50 games, but they're going to be tough. And Windhorst is like, they're going to be tough to beat at home, which is yes. which is basically what you could say about any team who's around 500, isn't it? Like you're going to win three fourths of your home games and lose three fourths of your road games. That's, isn't that kind of the gist of any 500 team? So that sounds it was funny that they were selling the Knicks that hard. Um, that, that sounds about right. And you know, the, the Knicks were 17 and 24 at home and 2021 on the road. But here's, here's where I come down on the Knicks. I'm like, Okay, so their number is 38 and a half, and they won 37 games last year. They added Jalen Brunson, so they have a point guard, and it's not Julius Randle doing this weird, ridiculous point forward thing. You're telling me that adding Jalen Brunson can't give me two more wins for to win an overbet? Mark Berman just threw former assistant Kenny Payne under the bus. He was like, Julius Randle was passing more. Maybe he doesn't have pain in his ear telling him he's the man anymore. I was like, wow. Ouch. Yikes. <laughs> Everyone's selling Knicks fans on Randle reformed because he doesn't have people telling him he's the guy. Jesus. <laughs> I, I think the whole, the whole franchise is reeling from not landing Mitchell still. And so there were kind of in this aftermath shock. The, the Knicks are another team that are definitely a fun trade machine candidate team. I am not convinced that RJ Barrett is off the table. However, they can move, uh, you know, Evan Fournier is eight is almost 19 million. So that gets you started. And then you're I mean, after, after inking RJ, which keeps him in town through winter, I believe. Right. January, December, January 15th. One, one of those 15th. I can't remember which one. And then the sunk cost feeling of, we signed him as like a leverage ploy to gain traction with the Donovan Mitchell deal, which blew up. I feel like you got to give him the year now. I think so too, which is, and I don't, you were just talking about Damian Lillard. Like I, Evan Fournier top in and quickly, like, I don't think that gets them to the doorstep. They would have to add multiple first round picks to make that happen. Yeah, I think SGA would make more sense as a target for them. If they could get him using less of the picks that Utah was asking for, maybe they would consider trying it all in there. You're you're dealing you're you're dealing with the Oklahoma City Thunder though, and they they do nothing but stockpile first round draft picks. I, I well, don't they think gave that... the Knicks three kind of super protected picks to to trade up in this draft, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So... To summarize, these are my locks as I see right now. Okay. Knicks, Knicks over 38 and a half. That's a lot for me. I like it. Toronto over 46 and a half. That's a lock. I don't know if that's a lock, but go ahead. Um, so I, I'm at least I, I bought the lock and I'm 
thinking about unpacking it. I just haven't gotten there yet. Like I have the scissors in my hands and I'm just wondering if I need this lock. I don't know if I do yet, but Brooklyn under the scissors to open those, those ridiculous plastic things. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm gauging whether or not it's worth it for this, for that third one. Brooklyn under on how many was it? 51 and a half. Oof. That's yeah, a the, tough one. It's right tough. there. Right it's there. Tough. Like, I, I feel like 50 is where they top out, if I'm being completely I, honest. Like, I bench. do not think they're a finished product. Uh, yeah. I think it was Chris Milholm who told Jazz Kang that he knows for a fact they're not a finished product. So if you're factoring in that maybe they can improve in the year, they still got the Sixers 2027 pick. That might be yep. pretty juicy, right? Um, they do have Joe Harris's contract to move. They might have a swap they can throw in there. They have got a couple of young guys like Cam Thomas is a nice player that a team like Indiana might look to have if they wanted to make a play for Miles Turner for some ring, rim protection. And I wouldn't call it floor spacing, but he will shoot a three. And that's what I don't get. Like, like Boston, Brooklyn, you guys have size problems. Miles Turner is right there. Just offer the Pacers something like, Close to a decent deal. I'm sure they, they will take hoping, it. They must be hoping that Rob Palinka does not offer two Lakers picks and then they can get it for some in-between amount. Oh, man. Uh, and then my last bet is I'm just throwing darts at a dartboard here, but Toronto to win the Atlantic. Like, I'm not going to bet. I'm not going to bet like a full unit on it, but like, you know, Five bucks, ten bucks, something like that. So it's a nice plus thirteen hundred. You might as well, right? If you, I like, mean, yeah. yeah, it's 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 ten bucks to win one hundred and thirty, and you know, it's not outside the realm of possibility. Toronto's good. It's not outside the realm. Uh, it's true. I mean, if Scotty Barnes has the type of leaf that guys who had rookie years like his could have, then it won't even feel weird at all. Like twenty games into the season. We're going to take a quick commercial break and come back with some talk about some stuff that went on the site. There's some roster movements. We will give a quick breakdown of what we think about each of them. Out of Sight Podcast, back after these words. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Okay, so it is the Out of Sight Podcast. We are back, and I'm chatting with Dave, as always. There were some roster moves made over the weekend, and some are... Well, we'll we'll just start from here. The Sixers apparently held brief talks regarding a potential extension for Matisse Thibel. Um, in talking with everybody at the site and on the Slack channel, they kind of think this is a big nothing burger with cheese. I, I don't know if it's like a nothing burger, but at least it's something where it's it's on the Sixers' minds, and it doesn't seem like they want to let him go for nothing, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I think they've shopped him a lot. There was not a ton of meat and potatoes in that article. They basically said, like, the Sixers have held brief conversations about the possibility of a contract right. extension. The deadline is Monday. So that doesn't exactly scream he's going to get an extension right away in the next day or two, does it? Um, so, I mean, Matisse does, we know – March to the beat of his own drummer. And so if we hear that it happened, it probably means that the Sixers got a very, very team-friendly deal and he didn't feel like, quote-unquote, betting on himself. You're right. Because uh, the Sixers may feel that he's easier to trade on his current contract, but maybe they'd feel that if they got him on like a 7 or 8 or $9 million contract, he'd be easy for like two more, three years. Maybe he'd be easier to deal maybe he'd be the perfect fit so if they could package him with Korkmaz you're now in that ballpark for like a 13 14 15 million dollar contract maybe uh so that might be one of the things they're thinking of not just if he's part of the long-term plan but trades beyond um signing an imminent deal right like trades yeah. that might happen in February so I think everything's still on the table here uh, I would be surprised if he signed this by the time you're listening to this, it's probably all moot anyway. Um, so let's assume he's here for one more year and then he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. And let's not assume he's going to last the whole year because I do think they're going to continue to shop him. Paul Reed's contract for uh, the 2022-2023 season is fully guaranteed now. Uh, sounds like a bit of a... It sounds like at least a moderate commitment, especially when you consider they brought in you know, Montreal Harrell to be the primary backup to Joel Embiid. So I, I feel good about the fully guaranteed Reed contract. Like he'll, he'll definitely be here for all of this season. But as we go into the season, we just really want to see a lot of Paul Reed. So this, it's a, it's a nice little break for him. Yeah. Good. Nice deal for him. It's funny. Daryl Morey. Uh, I think Mike Levin on the rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast implied he said Reed is by far the best backup other than Horford that Joel Embiid's ever had over the last six years. And Daryl hinted that he might disagree. And he said a player who is no longer on the team, who's now on another team that was here last year, which obviously was Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond. So, Maury hinting that he thinks Andre Drummond is better than Paul Reed, um, which, you know, just raised my eyebrows a little bit. made me think like, okay, maybe he's not absolutely in love with Reed. Um, maybe Reed because Reed's name did pop up quietly at, around the trade deadline last year, along with Isaiah Joe's, yeah, um, from Jake Fisher. So I wouldn't say that he's definitely going to be here the whole year. Uh, I think Trez might give them the leeway to at least take a call, if not like start initiating calls. But hopefully, their victory tour continues. Also, shout out to Isaiah Joe, he got a multi year deal with the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think Joe is going to get 
minutes on that team and the league is going to see how good he really can be. I just don't think we all know how Doc is with young players and rookies and things of that nature. So I don't think we got to really see Isaiah Joe's true potential. Like I know why we all know why the Sixers drafted him. He just never got the chance to really show it because he couldn't crack the rotation, partly because the rotation was kind of set in stone. And then the other part is, you know, Doc's penchant for not playing the young guys. Yeah, I'm not going to let him off the hook for that. If Joe's really good, that Doc wouldn't have played you shouldn't have been a reason to waive him. Uh, you should have just said, Doc, you got to play him. I want to see him if, if they really believed in him. So I'm guessing they did not really believe in him. There'll be a lot of opportunity costs anyway in terms of guys left and right are going to get waived. They have an extra roster spot. They'll be looking for trades. So they clearly feel they could upgrade over Joe. But happy this, for him to get his deal. This is my favorite uh, roster move over the past weekend. And that's the Sixers signing former first-round draft pick, uh, Seku Dumbuya, to the G League. That's a nice little pickup because he's he's 21. He's a former first-round pick. And, listen, he's been bouncing around. He couldn't really find a real niche in the Detroit lineup, played no more than, like, 15, 20 minutes a game. And then he got stuck on that Lakers team last year, and there was just no way he was cracking that rotation. So him being in the G League, maybe we can finally see like why he was the first round pick that he was. Yeah, he's still super young. Um, hasn't worked out for him, but Sixers like to do some experimenting with their G Leagues too. I mean, Ramori back in the day with Houston, they, they would launch like millions of threes in their G League. So maybe they could find a role for him that he hasn't been suited to. Maybe they could find a new, some new game for him. Maybe he could reinvent himself. And I, I think that's why the G League is great, because first of all, it gives young guys like uh, Dumbuya a chance to like really shine because, you know, they're they're going to have a chance to get significant minutes, like 20, 25, sometimes maybe even 30 minutes to really just like be on the floor and really showcase their skills on a level where they couldn't in like an NBA situation. Like he was drafted to just like an abhorrent abhorrent pistons team and just like i i I didn't think much of the pick when it happened but i kept seeing youtube clips and highlights and crunching foreign numbers and i was like okay i play him play the kid what what else are you gonna do in detroit you're playing jeremy grant for multiple you don't want to start you don't want to put seku in there for like 15 minutes just to check well, you spent a you spent a top fifteen draft pick on him. He's got the size, the body, um, you know, six nine, but he's a sturdy two thirty, or he came into the league that way at least. Uh, he rated really high for athleticism. He's got a six eleven wingspan. Um, the the idea of him theoretically was this prototypical two way combo forward who could maybe stretch the floor at one point, runs the floor really well. Uh, bouncy but it, it hasn't played out but maybe some of that is the Pistons fault right I I, I kind of think that it might be just because like the the Pistons team when he was drafted there was just like nothing there and the Nets, the Nets didn't see much either apparently I guess not <laughs> trust them a little bit more but Sixers tip off tomorrow night in Boston how, how are we feeling about uh tomorrow's game I guess I, I would pick Boston to win. Um, I know they've got their coaching thing. 
I know that, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. It feels kind of like a coin flip. It's only a three point spread on DraftKings, which seems sort of just like a hundred percent home court advantage. You know, when you hear a three point spread in Boston, it makes you think that if it's on a neutral terrain in an empty bubble gym, this it's, would be about a coin flip game. It's, it's home respect. That's what, that's what that line says to me. Yes. But Joel had two surgeries on his hands. PJ Tucker had an arthroscopic surgery on his knee. James Harden, we haven't really seen unleash the hamstring. I don't know where it's at. It wasn't where we wanted it to be last year. So there's just enough questions on top of the new players, P.J. Tucker, DeAnthony Melton, potentially uh, one of those guys in the starting lineup and one being the sixth man, uh, Daniel House. So I feel like it's tough. It's a tough spot for the Sixers. We know that they haven't yet solidified, like, how often Joel's going to play alongside James Harden. Is he going to stagger? him and Maxi, who's going to run when who's the backup big is it trez is it paul reed so i think the, the sixers have just enough questions where i would go with the home court and the continuity in game one it's gonna be a raucous raucous night tomorrow night in philly sports um we're recording this podcast on saturday night the phillies have clinched their spot in the national league championship series the team that i am the most Pro about the San Diego Padres. They pitch at 9:30 Eastern time. This again, this is on Saturday. Because you like them, or do you think they're a softer opponent? No, I've I've been pro Padres ever since I moved to and lived in California for 10 years. And you know, I, I moved back and I just got more and more pro Padres. Again, I'm just gonna say this for the internet. I am not anti-Phillies. I am not anti-Phillies. If they win, that is great for the city. I am just more pro-Padres now than I am pro-Phillies. Again, I'm not anti-Phillies, but I'm just more pro-Padres, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think that's fine. I don't actively root against the Phillies, but I don't exactly actively root for them either. I'm just kind of neutral. I'm Switzerland when it comes to the Phillies. But uh, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild sports night tomorrow night in Philly. Sixers tipping off in Boston, and then the Phillies and Padres or Dodgers will be throwing throwing bats in the, on the West Coast. We'll just see what happens, but it should be fun either way. Either way, it'll be fun. That's gonna do it for us for this week. You can follow me on Twitter. I am at Adobe Royster. Follow David, and that's at. Dave underscore early follow Liberty ballers at Liberty underscore ballers, read the site, libertyballers.com. Listen to all the podcasts on the Liberty ballers podcast network. See you talk to you next week. Hit us up all over the socials and uh, yeah. Chime in on the discussion boards when the live boarding goes up for the games on Tuesday night. And Dave and I will be all over the Twitter sphere. So yeah, we'll 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 save tons of funny stuff for that game. We are all funnies on the internet. <laughs> Until next week, talk to you soon, Dave, and we're gonna get out of here. to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot 
because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on home mom? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.